Leslie Jennings Rowley. Recently, I sat down to talk with Janine DeVedadetto Graham on Roads Taken about her journey through early motherhood to her current role as a principal at an independent school. Entrusted with the safety and well-being of a school full of students and educators when the coronavirus pandemic hit, she had to send everyone home and work with her colleagues to make plans for delivering meaningful online education, all in about 72 hours. Join me as I talk to Janine about this for a special COVID-19 bonus episode. Recently, we sat down with Janine De Benedetto graham As we know, she is at St. Margaret's Episcopal School as the principal of the upper school. And we are living in a crazy time to be an educator and ahead of people's educational experiences. So with coronavirus, Janine, talk us through what you had to do in school leadership to safeguard you know, your students and their learning. Yes, it was pretty wild, as you can imagine. So I'm going to walk you through the week before our school closed. We're in Orange County, California, where we had very few cases and, all, and probably fewer tests available at the time. So on Monday, I stood up in front of the entire student body and said, the risk to Orange County citizens is very, very low. We're keeping track of everything, but don't worry. We're good. Trying to make sure that the teenagers in my care felt safe. On Wednesday, we had a principal's meeting where we decided we were going to close the school and we were going to have an, we called it an organized close. And we had all these plans for the next few days about how we were going to get the teachers prepared and ready for this transition. On Friday, we left school and that was Friday, March 13th. That was last time we were on campus. So in that 48 hours, I had to prepare not just my entire faculty, but the entire student body and all the families for what it meant to go from a very in-person experience. Our class sizes are 13, 14 mm. um, to a completely online experience. And so it was remarkably challenging, as you can imagine. If somebody had said to me, how long would it take you to change your program from in-person to online? I would have said about two to three years because right. um, that's what I believe to be true in terms of you know doing it effectively. It was nothing short of extraordinary. The teachers were, I mean, to say that they were heroic is such an understatement. It was amazing. They totally and completely transformed their curriculum in 48 hours. We had tools, we had resources, so that was wonderful. Within that 48 hours, we were able to determine who needed a computer, who needed a hotspot, get them out to families. We, <laughs> our one assignment to our faculty by Friday morning was to try a Zoom call with your students. So there were like echoing Zoom calls all over the facility as, as teachers tried this for the very first time, truly. It was the first time they'd ever done it and then they were gonna be doing it entirely that next week. So it was, it was crazy. I think, you know, we um, were given this opportunity to make classes for edX, which was, is a huge online provider of MOOCs. And that was about, gosh, about four or five years ago now. So we, there were about 10 of us ha who had created online classes and um, I was one of them. So, you know, in these moments of crisis, you utilize your experience. You don't even really know why you're making the decisions you're making because mm -hmm. you're having to make them so quickly. Um, but that experience turned out to be absolutely critical to the decision-making process because we knew what we needed to do to make an online class and make it successful. We knew we couldn't just take our school schedule and plop it into an online format. That was just going to be too much screen time. So we immediately changed the schedule, 
basically, we created a guidebook for parents, for students, for faculty. And, you know, I think, as I say, the, the faculty experience was incredibly challenging, but they did it. They managed to move their curriculum online and they managed to utilize Zoom to have that face-to-face. So I think our school, when I look back at what we were able to do, I think it's a success story, particularly because we were able to get everybody the technology that they needed to be able to access. Without that access, it would have been very different. So that was the academic side. And as you and I both well know, education is made up of much more than just the academics. So how did you and your team manage that socio-psychological aspect of what all people are going through in this crazy time? Yeah, I think it's an excellent question. And I think my team, I'm not going to include myself in that. um, My team was incredibly brave in saying community is absolutely critical to who we are. We need to be with our kids. So you know, we every Monday we have convocation with all 470 students and, and the faculty members. So we have a 500 plus convoc- convocation every Monday. We did it on Zoom. We didn't even actually have the license when we decided that we were going to do that. But we thought, you know, we have to we have to come together. We have to see each other's faces. We one of the things that we did early on was maintain advisory as one of the critical components of our online experience. And that proved to be really critical because our advisory program is a teacher or other professional member of the community with nine to 12 students. Mm -hmm. So those check-ins were really, really critical to just truly see how kids were doing and what they needed and how we could support them and to see each other. You know, that group is a really important part of their social network. So things like that, we did a ton of work around creating community virtually. And then, you know, when we were able to, we did really fun things. You know, our seniors... My, my class of 2020, it was just heartbreaking for me to know that the end of the year was going to be so vastly different than what we had planned. So um, we made these giant St. Margaret's 2020 grad banners, and we, all of us, volunteered to drive them to every house of every graduating senior. And that was so fun. I mean, honestly, when you're in these moments, right, where you can't be with each other, just to see the face of the students you love so much was it was the best day of my quarantine, truly, right. to see those 12 kids that I threw flags to, truly threw. <laughs> with flags, There's a video I've seen. <laughs> and so you find ways to celebrate and, you know, make community as we can. I think that's been the really uplifting part of this, that we can get creative when we need to. And we need to, we to do. remain part of a community. I mean, I think the suffering... The, the side of the pandemic that I, th- I don't think we're talking enough about is the suffering of the kids. This is not how development occurs. They need to be with one another. And so finding ways for them to do that virtually was really, really critical. Um, we know depression has increased. We know anxiety has increased. So we have a lot of work to do as well when we come back together. This is far from over. You know, we are planning for an in-person start at our school in August. And I can't wait to see the kids because I, I feel like um, while, you know, there have been Herculean efforts across the country, across the globe, really, to keep kids connected and learning, we also have to recognize that there was a lot that was lost. And, and we have to work to, to make that up. Yeah. Well, thank you for being part of the solutions for this group of kids and just to be on those front lines of people that are so vital to our communities and our children. So thanks, Janine. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. It's a a blessing. 
Thanks, Janine. That was a special bonus episode of Roads Taken. Each Monday, we post another full-length interview episode with a classmate of mine as we walk down the road to our 25th college reunion. Join us on the journey by subscribing wherever you access your favorite podcasts or check us out at roadstakenshow.com. Thanks so much for listening.